This podcast was recorded live at Life Church Lancashire. For more information on who we are and what we do, visit lifelanks.org. Good morning, Life Church. Good to see you and good to see some people back in the room we haven't seen for some time. You are most welcome. It's great to see you. It's so wonderful to see you. We're starting a, a new series uh, today. Let's, thanks, Barry. Good job. Just appreciate guy, guys that, like Barry that work so hard consistently, makes a difference. I can't do what I do without other people. And so let's value each other. It really matters. And, you know, we often mention our worship team, and that's wonderful. But all of you that serve and, and run life groups and, and help us with pastoral and, and connect with people, and, and I could go on cleaning and, and, and so many things. Uh, I want to say thank you again to you. You're not going unnoticed. And uh, it's great, this community. We're here because of you, so thank you, everyone. Wonderful. And so uh, this year, our series is Advance, and we've talked about from Philippians 3.16 about advancing with one passion and one purpose. It was, it was critical to me as I was waiting on God over uh, the new year, end of the year, new year, and talking with the team, just felt we need to think about, we don't need to think about consolidation, right? I hate that word, and I've never thought that's a good idea in church. We need to go forward. And uh, yeah, we need to take everyone with us, absolutely. But we need to think about breaking new ground and going forward. So we talked about advance. And today we're starting a new uh, series called Advance with the Bible. And we're going to have a good look at the Bible. We're going to have a good look over these next few weeks at what the Bible actually means, the value of the Bible, and how it can help us so we can live the best life we possibly can. One of our values are, is even that we are a biblical community. And uh, for, for the, the absence of doubt, we hold to the classical historical interpretation of the Word of God. So the Word of God is the first voice in our lives. It's not on parallel with other voices. And of course, the Bible is interpreted and, and circumstances and situations change. But in all of that, over the last 2,000 years, the Bible for me, I'm totally convinced about that, has, has remained a consistent voice, the number one voice. So it's the first place we go, and that's what we live by. And so as we Thinking about that, I, I, want you to, I want you to lean into this whole idea that in the Bible, you can get a better idea about what life's all about. In the Bible, you can receive help and encouragement and that, that's going to uh, get you to live the best life possible. It's not a closed book to any of us. We just have to dig, dig into it, and God speaks to us when we do that. I don't think we can overstate the importance of the Word of God. The Bible's not uncertain or shaky, but on the contrary, it provides balance in our lives. It provides hope. It provides a consistency. It provides a, the idea that we have a future in God if we look into the Word of God. And if you put some time into the Bible, it's a bit like putting a deposit into a bank. It's a bit like saving for a holiday or something like that. 
if you put something into it, you'll have, always have a resource to, to draw from. And God will remind you of certain scriptures. We'll get into that in, in, in a moment. But I find that the Bible does help give us a sharper focus and help us clear. For quite a number of years, I, I've had to wear reading glasses. And uh, I fought it for quite a while because I'm a bloke. And uh, I did f- fight this idea. But it's amazing. When I put these glasses on, things that look... Uh, kind of a little blurry, suddenly become clear. That's amazing. For, for a couple of years, I'm thinking, why is everybody printing things much smaller than they used to? Why are, why are labels in uh, clothes in shops suddenly gone very small? But actually, they hadn't. I just needed these. And I want to say, if we get the Bible, if we get into the Bible, we'll have a sharper focus and a better understanding of life. So I want to invite you into this journey, into this uh, just, just great time of looking into what that is. And when it comes to the Bible, some of you may be kind of, yeah, great, bring it on. I want to know more about the Bible. I, I love the Bible. Some are a bit more cautious about it, thinking, well, I'm not sure where it fits in in 21st century. Some of you might think, it's a bit overwhelming. Whichever you fall into, let's go on this together and let's see what God can say to us through his words. Let's watch this video. Okay, that's not exactly the right one. Do we have the right one? We don't. No, let's, let's just not, not worry about it. Let me give you a scripture. John 7, 37. Let, Jesus said, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. I love that scripture because Jesus has given an invitation and we learn about Jesus in the Word of God. But he's given us that invitation to come into relationship with him. And when we do that, if we've got a hunger and a thirst, that will absolutely be uh, satisfied. And the video that you were supposed to see was telling you about how wonderful the Word of God is. And it was telling us about the fact that the Bible, although it was the last bits of it were written 2,000 years ago, although it was written by 40 different authors over hundreds of years, possibly a thousand years, it still is one book. And the word Bible, sometimes people say Bible is basic instructions before leaving earth. I may have said that myself in the past, but I don't actually anymore believe that because there's a lot more to it than that. And the, the, the word Bible, it comes from the word Biblia, which just means book or books. And it's a collection of books. Sometimes we use the word scripture, which means, uh, again, it's just a collection of, of things. The collection from the Latin, which means writings. So there's all of this going on. And to think of the Bible as an incredibly popular book. If I was to ask most people, if I went down the main street of... Uh, 
of Burnley or Blackburn or Cone or wherever you've we've come from this morning, uh, Clitheroe, wherever, Wally, wherever you've come. If I went down to the down the street and just started to ask people questions, what do you think's the most popular book? What do you think's the book that sold the most? Um, copies. You'd get all sorts of things. You'd get like Lord of the Rings, uh, which, which has sold about 150 million uh, copies. The Harry Potter, surely, that, surely that's it, 500 million copies. But actually, according to the Guinness Book of Records, the world's best-selling book is the Bible. More than 5 billion copies and counting have been sold or distributed over an, all these years. So it still is very much the best-selling book. On Desert Island Disc, on the radio, when people are asked what their favorite songs are, and they talk to them about their lives a bit, well, on the Desert Island, you can take these few songs, you can take the complete words of, script, of, of Shakespeare and the Bible. It's interesting that it still has, it's still considered something that is, that is worth looking at in this day and age. But many people think the Bible is a dusty old book, and I will sh- we will show that that is not the case. It's not one book, it's many books written by 40 different authors, all finished and written over 2,000 years ago. And sometimes when we read it, when we read parts of the Old Testament, it's kind of a bit tricky. Because in our culture and our time, the sacrifices and the violence are difficult to get your head around. Well, maybe it's not just me, is it? It's difficult to see a lot of those kinds of things, but we have to read it in understanding that context, but also understanding the times in which we live. It's amazing. It sparks the, ad- the imagination of us, of adults, and of children. Right now, in Life Kids, they will be bringing something from the Bible, and the kids will be getting as excited as I did when I was a, a child. Good memory, eh? Well, as I as I did way way back way back then, um, it, it's an incredible thing that the Bible sparks our imagination, the stories in the Word of God. Amazing! It's and it's open to anybody who wants to discover its meaning. Sometimes you think, well, I'm not, I'm not a good reader. I'm, I, I struggle with books. I, I don't know if I've read a full book. I, I mean, personally, I love reading. I, I devour books. I love, I love to read. And I've tried to educate myself over the years like that. But I understand for some people it's difficult. But if you get into the Word of, the, Word of God, into the Bible, and read little bits of it, it's amazing what, how it can bring change and transformation in our lives. Don't relegate it to another voice. Let it be the principal voice. Don't put it to one side thinking it's now irrelevant. It's never been more relevant than it is right now today. It is so worthwhile. It's full of all sorts, all sorts, of, all sorts of things. We've got incredible poetry. You know, in many weddings, and, and, and the royal wedding, was the latest royal wedding was, was an example of that. They read 1 Corinthians 13, which talks about love. And I think a lot of people don't even realize that's in the Bible. But it's an incredible poetry, incredible uh, strength of meaning, an awesome part of the Word, the word of God. So it is a best-selling book. Amazing that it's that it's been sold and distributed so much. The second thing about it is it's our human story. If you think about it, all of us want to live 
Most of us want to live a bigger life. Some people are quite satisfied with a very small world. But I think when you become a Christian, you begin to have a bigger perspective. Many people who are not yet as Christians have big worldview. I understand that. But for us as Christians, we start thinking a bit more about other people. Why could we be bothered to help uh, to fund a school in Pakistan? Why could we be bothered to, to help in China and other things that we've done over the years? Because we understand that we're part of a bigger story. We understand that it's not just about me and mine. It's not just about me and my family and my needs. It's bigger than that. It's church family, but beyond that, it's community. We see that we're part of a bigger story. And when we look at it, we see that it's the human story. It makes up one large story with a beginning, a middle, and an end. If you read the Bible right at the very beginning, in Genesis says, in the beginning... It sounds like a story. It sounds like something that you would read as, as a story. And, of course, it's not got the same level of plot but the, that the, you would might think there would in, in a book or a simple plot. It's got a huge plot. There are so many things of God's plan for mankind. It sounds like a story. It is a story. And it claims to tell the human story. It tells us where we come from, why we're here, and where we're going. They're probably the three biggest questions in life. Where do I come from? Why am I here? Many times we think, what's the purpose? What's the point of life? I believe the Bible answers those key questions and where we're going. The Bible tells us that we can have a future in God. We know that it's not just about now. We have a future, and that makes a huge difference. If we give it a chance... The book will make sense of who we are as human beings, what it means to flourish on planet Earth, even in challenging times. I would even say, when we make sense of the Bible, the Bible makes sense of us. Just think about that for a moment. When the Bible begins to make a bit of sense, yeah, I get it. I get that God loves me. I get, I get there's a message here. I get there's, that, that there's a way that I can live my life better. I, I get that, that I've got a future. When we get that, we make sense of the Bible, then the Bible makes sense of us. When we read it, I often find when I read the Word of God, I open the Word of God and I pray generally before I start to read it, and I said, God, God speaks to me. But sometimes when you read it, it's almost like it's reading you. It's almost like it's speaking into it. And actually, and you think, whoa, uh, uh, this, is, this is amazing. This is, this is bang on. How often have people said to me over the years, uh, you know, you were speaking to me uh, when I was in church. When you're preaching, you were speaking to me. And now I would say, well, actually, this is what was speaking to you. It was the Word of God through the power of the Holy Spirit that was speaking to you. And when we open it, and I encourage you to do that, whether you've got a paper Bible or whether it's um, an app on on a smartphone, whatever that is, when you read it, you'll find that it it will read you. We discover meaning and purpose through the Bible. It's big and complex, but when we get a big picture, it helps us to see the point of life. And I hope and I pray that as we go through these weeks, we'll start to see God speak to us and show us again how incredible that we can be part of this story. It's a best-selling book, and it is our human story. We're just going to look at the screen now and uh, see what we're going to do over the next uh, few weeks.
weeks. And uh, is it there? It is. Wonderful. So first, next week, it's about origins, which is our human desire for meaning. It answers the questions where we are, where, where we've come from, where, and where, where we're going, and, and so on. The second one is Exodus, which is our quest for freedom. Uh, how it talks about the people of Israel, God's people who were in captivity, and how they got out of that. And it talks about, it shows us how that we can have freedom in God. And you know, many, many people are, are bound by, by habits or, 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 or things that have, that have happened in their lives that dominate their lives. This shows us how we can get freedom. There's the third one is exile, our human cry for peace, how we can experience peace through the storms of life. And then Messiah, which is all about Jesus and how God shows love in his son Jesus. Then spirit, which is our human thirst for community and hope, our human longing for home, telling us about where we, we are going. Through Jesus, we join ourselves in this big story and it makes sense of life, what life is about. And whether you're young in life or long in years, the more you get into the Word of God, let me tell you, it'll help you to make sense. Many things we don't understand, but it can make a difference through Jesus. Let's watch the screen for this second video. What I love about the Bible is it's all about who God is his culture, his values, his character, his nature, just tells us what he loves, what he doesn't love. And for me, I love that it's not a book about a formula or a system. It's all about relationship with him. I love that. I wouldn't call myself a big reader. I don't read novels, but I love reading the Bible. You can take bite-sized pieces out of it. I really enjoy that it um, encourages you, it strengthens you, it challenges you. I have found the Bible relatable, living, alive, and mostly speaking directly to me. What I love about the Bible is how down to earth and how real much of this or many of the stories that we hear are. How Jesus is eating fish with his friends, he's drinking wine, he's hanging out. And I, I particularly like the Psalms where we have these stories, this, this complete range of emotions from the highest highs, jubilations to the, the lowest lows of anguish and ang anger and frustration. And that makes the Bible relatable. I think the Bible brings life because it, it isn't just a book, it's actually God's book. And so when we read it, it's not just words on a page, it's God's words to us. It's his peace, it's his wisdom, it's his love, which we receive right in the middle of everything we're going through. In those moments where God maybe feels a bit distant or far away, it's so good just to have the Bible there next to me as a physical resource to turn to and read his word. The Bible is really relevant today. You know, I, I was broken, I was lost, I was confused. And uh, I actually picked up the Bible for the very first time and I read the Bible and the very first thing that I read was for I know the plans I have for you says the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you a hope and a future I didn't grow up in a family where I had a father figure but through the Bible I can get to know God as my father and I get to know who I am as his child as well so I love the Bible one thing I love about the Bible is that no matter how many times you read it it always reveals something new to you so for example you might read something one day but then the next day it reveals something completely different or even like 
adds to your picture and I think it's amazing because then you can just keep reading it, it never, you never get bored. Amazing. So it's good to hear what, what people think about the Bible, what it means to them. You would have your story. It's a best-selling book. It's our human story, but it's also a divine message. I absolutely believe that the Bible is God speaking to us. One scripture for you, 2 Timothy 3, 16. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching. All scripture is inspired by God it's useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us what to do, what is to do what is right. Another translation says, all scripture is God breathed. So even though there are 40 different authors written over a thousand years, there was God behind it all. It's God breathed, it's God inspired, it's God speaking. So when we open this book, it's not just a dusty old book with a bunch of sort of uh, things to help moral values and, 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 and religious sayings. It's more than that, much more than that. It's the Word of God. It's the inspired Word of God. It is God speaking. It is God breathing. And in my life, there have been times when God has specifically spoken to me through the Word of God. And I believe that's often been when I've been in, in challenging situations and God has spoken directly. And I've re come back to my memory something that I've read before. As a child, my maternal grandparents would always put the same scripture every Christmas, every birthday, in a birthday card and a Christmas card. Every single time I got the same scripture. But it worked because it stuck with me. And it's Proverbs uh, 3. And uh, in Pro Proverbs 3, right there, in verse 5, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. And I'm sure I'm not unique in that. Some of you that, that have grown up in, in families that are, that are Christians, you, you will have had that scripture probably given to you more than once. And it's just stuck with me to think, yeah, if I keep putting God first... If I follow God's word, then he will direct me. He will give me the direction that I want. When I was starting in ministry many years ago, I heard someone uh, talk about a man called Barnabas in the New Testament. This just struck with me. Acts 4.36, guy called Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. And when I heard that definition, I thought, son of encouragement, I could do that. I could be that person, and from then I thought, yeah, if I can be an encourager, that's such a wonderful thing to do. And we've said many times, no one can have too much encouragement, including pastors, let me tell you. Another scripture that's, that is uh, been big for me, Psalm 112. When I've been anxious about things and about how things are going to uh, turn, turn out, Psalm 112, surely the righteous, the whole chapter really, but surely the righteous will never be forsaken. They will be remembered forever. They will have no fear of bad news. The heart is steadfast, trusting the Lord. And I've learned that if I stay steadfast, I continue to trust the Lord, I don't need to fear what might happen. Yes, I naturally will fear. And I, say, I go back to God and say, God, you've told me. 
I don't want you to be anxious about this because you have got this. You are in control. And of course, a big scripture for us as a church community over a number of years has been Isaiah 54. Seven years ago this month, we moved into this facility. Many years before that, a number of challenges in the old building and, and all the kind of stuff and things, stop, start, stop, start, and, and, and developers going, going bust and all this kind of stuff. But I kept going back to what I believe God had spoken to me very clearly from Isaiah 54. And because of what God said to me and to us as a church community, and because of God's uh, faithfulness and the faithfulness and sacrifice of God's people, this, we're in this building today. God said, enlarge the place of your tent, stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. We are and will do. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in desolate cities. And this last verse was huge to me when we were getting mocked and criticized and we it wasn't clear what the way forward was when this project was stuck for a number of years. Here it is. Do not be afraid. You will not be put to shame. Do not fear disgrace. You will not be humiliated. And that was to me, but to us. And that's what God said. And because it was what God said, we're here. Wonderful what God does. Wonderful. But my point is, you need to put something in the bank so you can draw from it. Ever been to the... No one gets cash out anymore, hardly, but it might just be me. But, you know, if you've ever gone and there isn't anything there to draw from because you haven't put anything in or you've taken too much out, perhaps. But whatever that is, have you got your own scriptures? Have you got life scriptures? God's spoken to you. I can remember a situation when I was in a hospital and in a desperate situation and, 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 and this, you know, just feeling this person wasn't going to make it. I was in the corridor pacing up and down and I'm praying and God spoke to me, Psalm 118, she will not die but live and proclaim the praises of God. God said that and this person recovered. Not because I prayed for them but because God did it. And you need scripture in your life. You need the word of God. We all need the word of God. Are you ready for a voyage of discovery? Are you ready to get into the Bible like never before? Not a dusty old book, but words of life that speak to us that couldn't be more relevant if they'd been written 30 minutes ago. The word of God is living and active sharper than any two-edged sword, the Bible says. It is God-breathed. It is the Word of God. It inspires us. Are you ready to advance the Bible? Maybe get hold of a paper copy. If you don't have a paper copy, maybe download the, download, download the app that we recommend, version. You can download this for absolutely free and have your Bible on your smartphone, as many of you already do. But having it there... The phone's not there. It's in Trish's handbag. But having it, we still have, thank you, we still have to access it. And uh, that's wonderful. So, we're advanced. We will advance with the Bible. 
We will not advance with a good idea or in our own strength, but in God's strength, with his word, we go forward and let's see what God's going to do. I want to invite you to say, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm up for this, Jeff. I'm, I'm going to dig into the word of God. You might say, I've always done that. I've been consistent in my Bible reading and spending time for, with God. And, and keep going. Brilliant. Keep going. If you've been a bit inconsistent, let's redouble our efforts and let's really say, God, speak to us. And I believe he'll speak to us in so many ways. Let's stand to our feet. We're going to thank him as we worship this song. We sing this song and worship to him in Jesus' name. If you found this podcast inspiring and helpful, then we'd love for you to get in touch via at LifeLanks on social media or our website, lifelanks.org. Life Church, impacting our neighbours, our nation, and the nations with the good news about Jesus.